Welcome to episode 18 of the Full-Time Podcast Producer, where we're going to talk about an option for monetizing your podcast that not a lot of people seem to talk about. Welcome to the Full-Time Podcast Producer. My name is Isaac Smith. I am a full-time podcast producer, and this is a show where I get to come on, share with you some tips and tools and tricks that can help you level up your show and also share the perspective of the production team on some hot topics in podcasting. I wanted to share with you a story of a discovery call I was on last week. There were a couple of new podcasters. They were starting from scratch. They had the idea of a show of what they wanted to do, but they hadn't really gotten past that point. They don't really know the tech. They don't have time for editing. They really need someone to come in and just make this work for them. And I mean, I, I love to hear that. That's where we shine as producers. That's where we're able to come in and really relieve the burden of podcasting. I guess that's a terrible way to put it, but essentially give them their time back and guide them through the process. But there are a few questions I like to ask everyone on those calls. And one of those questions is what kind of result are you wanting to see out of this project? What would make this a home run? What would make this worth the investment of your time and money? And they came back immediately and told me money. They wanted a show that was cash flow positive, a show that would be an additional income stream for them coming in, and they were really in it for the money. And I told them that's a very honest answer. It is. I think that a lot of us, if we would be a bit more honest with ourselves, monetization is something that we do not take off the table long term. We think about, okay, I can start this and be fine for one year, two year, three year, however long it is, but eventually I'd really love for this to be my full-time gig, or I'd really love for this to be something that was paying the bills, or even just have a little bit of regular, reliable cash flow coming in as a result of my podcast. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I had to pause the conversation and share with them what monetization really looks like in podcasting. There are a number of ways that you can monetize a show. You can have a course. You can have a merchandise product. You can have a sponsor, someone that'll pay you per ad that you run or pay you per thousand of downloads that you have on your show where people have come in and listened to an episode where that ad plays. There are a number of ways to go about monetizing your podcast. The trouble with a lot of these methods is when you come into podcasting, they make sense if you have a really large audience or a very highly engaging audience or both, preferably both. For Joe Rogan, it's going to make a lot more sense to come on and say, I am going to launch this line of merchandise, come in and buy it, or I'm going to run this ad and I'm going to get paid per thousand of downloads of people that I can prove came and listened to it. And for him to expect a really high return on investment for that kind of work. Whereas a lot of us come into podcasting and we have no previously existing audience. Maybe we have a couple thousand people following us on Instagram, and a lot of us even less than that. I had zero when I started. We have maybe a few really solid connections on LinkedIn, and hopefully an email list of some sort. And again, some of us come in, and we have none of that. And it, it was the same case for these new podcasters. And so... 
foreseeing a return on investment for your show to go those routes, it takes a really, really long time. I'm not going to put an exact number on it because that really depends on your ability to grow a community, grow an audience that is going to be highly engaged with your show and want to support your show. And those people exist and it's very, very possible to do. But there is another route for monetizing your podcast that I think goes under the radar. It's not really recognized very strongly. And it's one that I've gotten to work for me, having a show that's very, very small and having an audience that is, I'd say, moderately engaged. I, I wouldn't say that they're highly engaged, or at least not the vast majority of them are going to listen and then follow through with calls of action for that episode. And that is the case of a lot of podcasters who are in their first year podcasting or so maybe even their second or third year of podcasting. And so this episode, we're going to talk about that. I want to introduce you to the concept of content-based networking. I've talked about it a little bit, especially very, very early on in the show and how that can be used to leverage your podcasting experience and your net return. But in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive in how it applies to a small podcast. Now, there is a book that breaks this concept down amazingly. It is called Content-Based Networking, How to Instantly Connect with Anyone You Want to Know by James Carberry. And James has built a podcast production business. He is doing exactly what it is I would love to be doing someday. But he built that business through using content-based networking for his personal B2B podcast. I'm not going to go super deep into his story. He explains it very early on in that book. Go ahead, download the audiobook on Audible or, or buy yourself a copy. I'll leave a link to the Amazon store down in the show notes below for you to follow and check that out and tell him I say hi. But content-based networking is the vehicle for monetizing a podcast that can make even a small show worth your time for your business. And it's worked pretty well for me. I have the Business RPG Podcast. It's on break right now. I am focusing on some other projects, including this one. But we have plans to go ahead and launch the next season, hopefully by the end of this year. If you go over and check that show out, it is a business podcast for nerds. I like to say it's a business podcast for nerds who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up. The target audience is anyone who's kind of at the end of college, maybe in their mid mid to late 20s, maybe even mid 30s. And, well, really anyone who wants to listen to it, I suppose. But that niche is one that really resonates with the topic because it's this world of I have this passion and wouldn't it be amazing to go ahead and take that passion and turn it into something bigger. And there were some very committed listeners to that show and, and still are. I like to believe when we go into the next season that they'll all come back. But the people that I was having on as guests were essentially the mentors or, or the people who had already gone through the whole process from concept to reality for their business. And it was a very, very valuable pool of mentors and people who have actually gone through and done it with whatever their nerd ambition was and are now successful business owners. As a result of having some of those people on, I was rubbing elbows with people who were coaches, people who owned and operated businesses, people who were starting to really do a bigger, deeper dive into maybe the social media side of their business or who were trying to become a bigger, more recognized brand. And 
we would have conversations back and forth and I could always take something away from it and apply it to my own life as a small business owner and in my situation, a contractor. And inevitably, the conversation would get around to, so what do you do? And I would tell them, I'm a podcast producer. I specialize in helping businesses generate exposure, develop their professional network, and connect with and attract their target audience through podcasting. Inevitably, what would happen is people would get really excited. They had never heard of podcast producers before. You'd be surprised how many people still haven't heard of this. And I know I'm, I'm really making this about me, but my experience was that it would go from there to discovery call, and then based off whatever my ratio was, I would end up landing a few clients. And I didn't have to go through the whole sales process. One of the beautiful things in content-based networking is you are able to connect with people towards the end portion of the sales relationship. Let, let me just break this down for you real quick. When you go through client acquisition and you're going through sales and discovery, you have however many touch points it is that you need to make contact with that person before they're willing to commit and buy from you. And that number seems to change every year, every time someone comes up with this study. But instead of starting there, I'm able to start at the point of you are an expert that I value your opinion. I would really like to sit down and have a conversation with you. And they can either feel flattered or they can feel obligated to share that kind of knowledge or really just excited to talk about something that they're really interested in. They come on your show, but you've targeted them in a way to where they come and they are your ideal client as well, talking about a topic that will serve their ideal client or their target audience. Now, this wasn't something I was doing intentionally with Business RPG. I would just interview people because I genuinely wanted to learn from them and they were the ones who'd bring up, hey, what do you do? And, and it'd be a great conversation. But if I'd actually been intentional about that, targeted CEOs and businesses that were nerdy but in different niches that were going to need podcasting very, very soon, I think I would have seen a much different result in my client pool compared to what it was like with me just doing it on accident. But let's talk about this and how it might look like for your show. I am assuming for the sake of this method that you are using your podcast in addendum with a business and you have a specific tool or skill set that you are able to sell and that you have identified your target client or your ideal client and you know them and how to talk to them when you see them. But you're able to have this person on to come on and provide value and make content with you that benefits an audience that you're interested in tapping into and an audience that they are interested in tapping into. And while this is great for your show, because it will grow it over time and you are making very valuable content and repurposable content, I might add, that you can then tag them in later and continue that relationship, but you have also sparked a relationship with someone who may very well need what it is you do. And you are able to share that with them. Not that they are going to turn around and immediately buy from you. Not that they are going to immediately turn around and, and, and want to bring you on their team. But it's a connection that they're going to be thankful that they have. Because you're providing value to them back. And it may very well be that someone does decide immediately, hey, I really need to work with this guy. That, that, that's fine. When those happen, take it and run. But if you're at the start of your podcast and you have no way to monetize this, you know that the path to growth is going to be very, very long, and you're looking to build on your lead generation, 
then this could very well be a vehicle to at least get you to where you're seeing a return on your investment for podcasting. And you are starting to meet anyone who it is that you are wanting to know, as, as the title of the book uh, like, likes to play at. You're able to tap into these networks and rub elbows with people that really are going to have a net benefit for you and you're going to have a net benefit for them. Your network is your net worth. The relationships that you build along the way, there's a lot of value there. And people are looking for you and what it is that you do. You just have to go out and find them and make some content with them. Build that network and use your platform, no matter how big or how small it is right now. This will work for any size podcast. But no matter how big or how small your audience is now, as you grow, that will continue to be content that benefits an audience that is growing. And whenever someone goes back in the backlog and listens to that episode, that could have a net benefit for this guest down the road. It's just this snowball effect of value that keeps building up as you go, as long as you are pushing it. Guys, I hope this has been of value to you. This is a concept that I genuinely believe in, and I want to spread the word about because it's something that anyone can do. I know this might not fit every single kind of show out there, but there are a lot of shows that really could benefit from this, and it doesn't have to just be a show. You could do this with a blog. You could do this with some sort of YouTube content. I don't really know how to categorize that because some podcasts are YouTube content, but not all YouTube content is a podcast. You get what I mean. But I hope this helps. Think about it. Check out the book. Let me know what you think. If you like the show, leave a five-star review. Be sure that you are subscribed. We are going back to the Tuesday-Thursday format for just a little bit longer as we're trying to launch the next portion of the show. But when that happens, I'll let you know with plenty of time to heads up. Hope you're doing well, guys, and talk to you really, really soon. 